Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney WTF, where we talk about what's the fuss about Disney. This is episode... 35. 35. We are on episode <laughs> 35. My God. And for those that don't know us by now, we're a Disney couple. One of us is a Disney fanatic, and one of us is not. But somehow, we've made a way to make this relationship work. And we didn't discuss what episode number it was, which... Since Richie does the introduction, I knew he would have a hard time. Yeah. So I looked deeply into his eyes when I said 35. Because I got lost after episode 10. I have no idea what episode <laughs> was on. But uh, this is our first episode for 2018. I know. I'm really Super excited. Yeah. Can you believe it? I No. You I really cannot. can't. <laughs> this is pretty cool, though. I have a crazy, crazy story to do before we start. Okay. So this week on Twitter... And I'm not a super active Twitter user. I'm mm -hmm. not great at using it, but I'm mm -hmm. really, really trying. Well, I was I was doing an episode for the Walt Daily for uh, about the Contemporary Resort, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I got I asked a question about a five-legged goat in the Mary Blair mural, and then I got tweeted by with an like an answer to my question from George Taylor, who okay. is like a super famous podcaster. Oh, nice. Okay. And I remember listening to him from, and this is very, very, very specific, episode 58, WDW Radio. Yeah. Why every Disney World fan needs to go to Disneyland. And I have this episode saved on my iPod, and I I, I know I still use an iPod. Don't judge me. Yeah. And, <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> and I listened Don't to it. Me. I listened to it probably like at least once every couple weeks like mm -hmm. even to this day and this episode's from 2008 so wow. that same episode yeah That's like crazy. it's the same episode and yeah. it's just because it's so informative and fun and they have mm -hmm. such a good vibe off each other and it's just such an entertaining thing to listen to and like i, I saw the name and i was just like oh my goodness <laughs> and then i i tweet him back i'm like are you george taylor of this episode of wdw radio and He's like, yes. Oh my god! <laughs> He's like, yes. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I don't know who that guy is, but I'm I'm glad that you're able to connect. That's what. See, that's why I love Twitter because like you can really talk to anyone on Twitter. Like yeah. Twitter's awesome, you know. So I mean, it was just such a like a crazy, crazy thing, and I I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Like I really couldn't because you know somebody that I've listened to for ten years running. Yeah. And. Oh, by the way, he's talking to me directly. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> but that Twitter. is the beauty of social media, which I know yeah. you appreciate. Yeah, I do. Cool. So, but well, anyways. Headlines. That's Part. like a headline. <laughs> yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it's been a really slow news week for mm -hmm. Disney, which is understandable because it's been the holidays. The holidays are actually finally over. And um, instead, I wanted to just talk to you about a couple things that I'm excited to do for 2018. Just okay. a couple things, because that's, you know, a whole other episode. But it. something to look forward to this year, the opening of um, Pixar Land cool. in Hollywood Studios. Okay. So that's going to happen during the summer. And it's going to feature the Slinky Dog Coaster. There's going to be like an alien saucer ride of some kind. I'm just really, really stoked, especially since like Pandora, which is, you know, just opened this past year. Mm -hmm. It was so detailed and amazing. Like, I can only imagine what they do with Pixar. Yeah. It's crazy how Hollywood Studios might like blow everybody awesome. out of the water. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. <laughs> I know. Poor Hollywood Studios. I feel like it hasn't gotten much love up until recently, but mm -hmm. it's it's definitely going to be coming along. It's going to be happening. 
Because it's a half-day park, because I know what that is. Yeah, I know now that you know what a half-day yeah. park is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so another thing that I'm really excited for is all the things that we didn't get to experience in 2017. I feel like this is going to be our year to experience them. So Pandora, we have to ride the rides. Yeah, because it's going to be not a 24-hour wait. Hopefully a 24-hour wait. So. <laughs> I've been in the parking lot since 10 p.m. Yeah. last night <laughs> for Flight of Passage. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so I'm super excited to do that. And another thing that I actually really, really want to do is the Baseline Tap House, also at Hollywood Studios. Um, it's like a craft beer bar. Okay. I just, I don't know why. It just sticks out to me. Well, you like beer. Well. So. And I like Disney. Exactly. It's a perfect fit. It is. Much like we are. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, she's a weirdo. <laughs> Anyways, so those are just a couple of things that I'm looking forward to experiencing mm-hmm. this year, um, and I, I would love to hear everybody else's what they want to do for 2018 in terms mm-hmm. of Disney and otherwise. I mean, I'm, I'm an open book; we can yeah. talk. Um, but let's talk about today's episode. Wait, I have a headline, real quick. Oh, okay. Um, I so for those that know, there's if you're if you're watching, you could see it, but I have pole dancing Mickey here, and. Uh, it's very difficult to get him to stand up, like upright. So, so and, pole and dancing Mickey is a plush. First yeah. of all, he's like um, what a ten-inch plush, we could say. Yeah, and usually it takes me like fifteen to twenty tries to get like him to be in a good position to stand up straight. My first try, I just put him there, and he is just fully stood up and ready to go. So pole dancing Mickey has become superpower Mickey. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> That was that was like a super crazy headline. I'm glad for you me. made I was gonna say I'm glad you made that a headline. Yeah. It was exciting times. <laughs> it's, it's rare that Richie has headlines on mm-hmm. his own and when uh, clearly they're riveting whenever yeah. <laughs> whenever he does have them. It was amazing. <laughs> but anywho. Yes. So what are we gonna talk about today? <laughs> so today I wanna talk about the hub mm-hmm. and the inspiration from this episode came from actually researching a, a segment for the Walt Daily, which is my Alexa flash briefing that I do. And I was researching it. I, I read a couple articles. I listened to a WW radio episode and it's just so much from the hub. It, it warrants like a full description for you Okay. because I feel like a lot of it, a lot of the reasoning and the tech, I say technology, but that's not really the right word, but a lot of the reasoning behind it and like the, the psychological stuff behind it, I think that you're really, really going to appreciate. Okay. All right. Let's get started. Let's do it. So what do you think of when you think of a hub? Central. Okay. Is that all you think of? Yeah. Like everything's there. Okay. No, that's a good, that's a good thing to think about. Um, because it's kind of like what the concept is. So Mm -hmm. a hub, the way you can also picture it, if you were looking at it from an aerial view is like a wheel. So you can call it like a hub and spoke. Have you ever heard of that phrase before? I have. So you have the central hub, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. and then you have the spokes, which is what radiates out from the middle, uh, the middle. And you can see all the paths from the center point. That, that you're standing in. Mm-hmm. And so this is the concept that, that Walt used in his original design for Disneyland. And it's been said that when they were going over plans for, for how they were going to lay out Disneyland, that there were over 129 designs that they were, that they were going to pick, pick from. Of entire lands or just the hub spot? 
In terms of like um, the layout of the park, we okay. could say, yeah. So what they settled on was the hub, which is you know the center, like you were saying, and then mm. the radiating out yeah. to each land. And what ultimately he wanted to do was prioritize the guest experience. So they landed on this idea because this is what would make the guest experience the most, um, the best. Okay. It's the best. And like I was saying, it's original idea from Walt. And where Walt originally saw it was in Washington, D.C., actually. So what they noticed in Washington, D.C. was that they would have a center, like the White House, for instance, and the streets of the city would radiate from that point. Hmm. And so it would be this this. Uh, anchor point almost mm -hmm. that people could always be like oh well we walked by this earlier oh we made it back to the White House okay so now I know where we am yeah or we am where we are yeah <laughs> <laughs> I know um, but one of the reasons why Walt felt that he needed to really figure out a great way to lay out this park was because he noticed that in old theme parks back in the day that they were just very poorly laid out in so far that they would have multiple entrances. So they would have no way of knowing how many guests are coming in and out at any one time. Mm -hmm. And that a lot of the pathways were meant to trap people inside the park. You know, like a Las Vegas casino, mm -hmm. how it's really, really confusing to get around and nobody actually knows where they are. That's the way most old theme parks were, were laid out. Okay. And there would just be poor crowd control because of it because people would never know where they're going so there would be a lot of funnels and bunching in all around the the old theme parks mm -hmm. okay so is this so is the hub is there a hub in disneyland also like a hub spot yeah oh, okay so the hub is not just a a spot mm -hmm. the hub is a concept of a layout of a park so does every park have one that's a great question um, because not every park has it. Okay. Every Disney park, I mean, specifically. Yeah, yeah. So the park that doesn't have it is Epcot. Yeah, and that so, makes sense because it's just a big circle, basically. Though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so if you think about something like Epcot, you know, it has that center anchor point. It's like, oh, we made it back to Spaceship Earth, mm -hmm. but it's not really easy to get to. Yeah, because so, you have to walk in a long circle. Exactly. <laughs> and like if you're in World Showcase, you can't easily go back to um, to the, the you know, yeah, spaceship earth. Yeah, without getting a boat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's true. You have to get on a boat to do it. Yeah. So in theory, it could be, yeah. but you have to get on a boat to do it. Um, Called so, the hub boat. <laughs> the hub boat. That's what we'll call it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so a lot of what the hub does is obviously crowd control because you go into the center of the park and it is going to be anchored by something like Cinderella's castle or Sleeping Beauty castle. And then you can access all, all points of the park from that center point. So no matter what you want to experience first, you can access it easily. Yeah, that's cool. And one of the reasonings behind Walt's um, decision to do this also was because he noticed that people would kind of crowd at the center, but if they were to decide, then they wouldn't have to look very far to get to where they need to go. Like, oh, we want to go to Fantasyland, but where is it? Where is it? Oh, it's right there. Mm -hmm. So we can just go to it. Yeah. So it's I just mean, playing into the crowd control thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And another thing that this accomplishes is it separates the lands from each other. 
So the way the design is, you can um, really kind of separate the architecture um, and the theming and story from Tomorrowland, from Fantasyland, so mm -hmm. that they're not all converging on each other. Mm -hmm. And you can really become immersed in whatever land you happen to be in. Yeah. But here's an interesting thing that I heard. Originally, so we're, we're talking about the hub and spoke design, so it's literally radiating out from the center. Mm -hmm. But originally at Disneyland, that was the only way you could get from one part of the park to the other, is going through the center. Oh, so like if you went into one, you had to come back out to go back. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So that was, well, that was the flaw actually yeah. in it because they noticed that it was becoming not great for crowd control because you did have to go through the center point to access other yeah. areas. So they connected like to make it like a, like a wheel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now it's yeah. more like a full, a full on wheel because you do have the outdoor paths. Yeah the outside paths from the hub mm -hmm. in order to get around. So, so they had to fully, so you say, was that a, a design that was like one of the designs or was it actually like that? And then they had to like rebuild. They had to remodel. Oh, so they, they built it like that. They only had the, the, mm -hmm. the ways out and in or whatever. And then they were like, ooh, this sucks. <laughs> we need to rebuild. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least in Disneyland, that didn't happen in Magic Kingdom mm -hmm. um, because by you know by then they would have learned that <laughs> they didn't have to do that. Well, that's a fun fact. I know. I mean, it's crazy that it is like not. It wasn't always successful mm -hmm. in that way. Yeah. Um, and another thing in terms of crowd control, because you think about like uh, like mind control. Let's say. Okay. <laughs> Where's this going? <laughs> I know. <laughs> This is kind of, go with oh, me on Disney. this one. I get it, actually. This, this is far-fetched. Yeah. Um, but I, I was just thinking, like, it's Disney literally controlling, like, the masses, you know, and and not actually directing their path, per se, but it's it's making them disperse more when they wouldn't even realize mm -hmm. because they're, everybody's not going to be gathering in Fantasyland or Tomorrowland, even if they want to hit those big attractions at first mm -hmm. because people are literally, even if they want to let's say, go to Space Mountain first, mm. but they go through a different path to get there, that's already going to disperse the crowd. Yeah. So would you say mm -hmm. that, especially for like Magic Kingdom, that when you walk in, if someone that's never been to Disney, if there's like something that leads them one way or another? Mm. Ask me that one more time. So like when you go like so for so when you go to Magic Kingdom is there is there something that like when you walk up that there's something in the design that leads people to either kind of go start to the right for their day or start to the left or start to the middle do you know if that's cuz like I wonder if you know that's a thing like how you say like they, this is how they control the crowd so not everyone is like is like somewhere because for some reason when I think about like starting something which I don't even know if this is legit, but for some reason I always I always go right. Mm -hmm. Like when I walk into somewhere, I'm like, all right, where do I start? And I'll just like for some reason go to the right if there's no clear direction. Yeah. In Disney parks, at least from my experience, I find that there is no clear direction. If you didn't have a park map, let's say, yeah. you don't know where, you know, the big rides are that you want to hit early in the morning. Yeah. I feel like most people do go to the right, and that's just 
like a human nature type of thing. Mm -hmm. Like I would go to the right, you go to the right. Yeah. Some people, they know that most people go to the right and then they'll go to the left. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> yeah, that true. literally happens. So yeah. instead of going to Tomorrowland in Magic Kingdom, you would go to Adventureland. Yeah, interesting. But I mean, it, it's super interesting. But the cool thing is though, it's like you have that option because you can access all these points. Yeah, yeah. So instead of like, let's say if it was just a straight path to, straight through the, the castle, mm -hmm. you know, and then you had to kind of find your way from there, you can literally just go into the hub and disperse to all these different areas of the park. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's pretty cool. I really think it's cool. So one of the things that this hub design also accomplishes mm -hmm. is people from, <laughs> Richie's looking at me like laughing. <laughs> I'm like a professor. <laughs> yeah, just, so much information. I know, I'm sorry. No, it's I'm awesome, throwing yeah. it all at you. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, no, I'm cool. throwing it at you like, like water darts. So. Water darts? Like darts, like, but they're balloons. Like, you know, like water. Those are water balloons, not water darts. <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> what are water darts? They feel like it's coming out of a gun. Okay. Recording. Continue on. <laughs> okay, Richie, let's focus. All right. All right. So another thing that this will accomplish, which, and this is like super crazy, but it's like, duh, is people are not going to get as tired as easily. Okay. The reason is because you can traverse the park so much faster from one land to the other, you're, it's what Walt called museum feet. You're not going to have museum feet. So tired free feet from walking all day. Okay. Because you can get from one area of the park to the other a lot more efficiently. Yeah. That's that's why they did the, the remodel, I'm sure. But I don't know how the hub, the hub doesn't really facilitate that. It Unless does. the hub is like the entire thing. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. But it does though, because like, let's say, um, and I'm going to use the Magic Kingdom again as an example. So if I'm all the way on the left at Adventureland, but mm -hmm. then I realize, oh, Space oh, Mountain okay. only has right, a 20 right. minute wait, mm -hmm. you go right through the center. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You're right. I should have, you know what I always forget to bring Richie is pictures. Mm -hmm. I do not have a picture for you. I'm no, so I can, sorry. I can picture it though. I, don't know. I have an imagination. <laughs> do you? Yeah, it's magical. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> um,. And I was kind of going over this earlier using Washington DC as the example that Walt had. Mm -hmm. It's going to prevent people from getting lost. So another thing that all these old theme parks did was they, they people got lost. Mm -hmm. And Walt felt like that was not conducive to a great guest experience because you didn't feel comfortable. Like if you're lost, you just don't feel comfortable being where you are. And he wanted to go completely opposite to that and make people feel like I, I know what I'm doing, I know where I'm going next. Yeah. And so Cinderella Castle, for instance, will be the the weenie. Do you remember what weenie was? Can we stop using that term? <laughs> it's just Walt used it all the time I though. No, it's just it's gonna make me laugh every time. So just be ready for that. Okay, so a weenie is the just you know, to refresh your memory, is the term that Walt would use to describe what something that would draw people yeah. in to where to where I want to see a video of him saying this. Okay, well, oh, that's... If you could find that, that'd be cool. Okay, I'll research later. I still don't even believe this. <laughs> <laughs> so you would have that center icon where people could... Always, like You could see it basically from every part of the park and mm -hmm. be like, okay, we're going in this direction. And no matter what direction you were coming from, you were heading towards it based on the paths and the design of the hub. Okay. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. I think it's a simple concept in theory, but at the same time, it's, it's really something that it makes so much sense. And now all these other theme parks that are not Disney, mm -hmm. you know, adopt that design because it's just so effective. Yeah. 
And so like, for instance, here's a non-park example of a hub. If you think of an iPhone, mm-hmm. it's like a hub and you have all your apps. They're like the spokes. Yeah. It's like a hub and spoke. I get it. <laughs> I understand what it is. I wrote down all these examples because I just wasn't sure if Richie would grasp. If I would get it. <laughs> she has no faith in me. I do. I mean, but you ask a lot of questions and I'm like, mm. I'm glad you asked what type of phone it's like. <laughs> it's like an iPhone. It's like an iPhone. <laughs> Not like the old school Nokia ones. And I, another reason why I did want to go over the hub specifically with Richie is because of his passion which if you listen to Richie's day at Disney, his passion for the Hublon. Yeah, it was awesome. Now, the Hublon, I think I kind of told you, it didn't always exist. Mm, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, so there was a time, it was like around 2015, so a couple years ago, where it was those wide open spaces were not there. There's mm-hmm. way more pathways now than what there were it? back then. It was a lot more gardens. Oh, okay. Trees and gardens. Also, it was just an accessible space. Yeah. For Everything the most else part. before was just you, you had to walk around it. Yeah, or smaller pathways. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. And it's it's one of those things that when they first announced that they were going to remodeling that area, Disney people, mm-hmm. some were pretty anti renovation. Yeah. Because, you know, we don't like when things change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I would be livid if they like say, oh, we're taking it out. Like you're doing what? <laughs> We're putting plants there yeah. instead. So you can't sit there. Yeah, that's funny. But when you kind of think like they're, so they're redesigning the hub, they're making all these more open spaces, taking away some gardening experiences, other pathways. But, and you know, people got a little bit upset, but when you kind of think about the whole reason why Walt wanted a hub to facilitate having a great guest experience and facilitating crowd control, I mean, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely like within Walt's vision, the hub lawn. Yeah. That's what I really wanted to get to, was yeah. that your lawn is something Walt would have wanted. Yeah. I'm sure you get it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah. How do you feel about the hub? Well, it's pretty intense. I mean, I didn't think there was all that stuff that was, you know, going to come along with it. You know, basically it being an important role in crowd control and having a, a good experience when I first thought about it though like when you told me about like uh, you said what the topic was going to be for this episode I thought there was going to be like some crazy like um like economic not economical efficiency but like environmental efficiency was going to like come out I don't know why like, something something like that like was I was thinking I was like what did they do well but he, crowd control I didn't think it was going to be crowd control how about this I can tie it into the environment so people are less like exhausted so maybe they're producing less carbon dioxide in the process mm. no nope i'm not an environmentalist i'm sorry yeah i don't okay anyways <laughs> okay wow but that's so interesting that you thought it was going to be more environmental related yeah but you think about you know when disneyland was created in the 50s i don't think the environment was the first thing on their mind yeah that's true, <laughs> that's true. and i guess like you know economically there might not be like some direct impact in terms of it being like you know where they can make more money, but I'm sure because of, you know, like you said, like guest satisfaction and um, happiness would have in turn, I'm sure, make them more money. Well, so. yeah. And you know what? People aren't going to be as tired from walking from ride to ride, so they'll have more time to shop. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty awesome for them. Yeah. Super excited for you, Disney. That's and true. Economic hubbing and whatnot. <laughs> hubbing. And whatnot. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. Yeah. Nice. Well, if you... 
Well, if you are listening right now, we'd really appreciate you to subscribe, leave us a rating on however you're listening, whether it's Google Play, iTunes, or SoundCloud. And we're on Instagram, Facebook, Medium, and Twitter, which Lori now loves, I'm sure. <laughs> so, uh, you know. Uh, Celebrity sighting. <laughs> 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 that was funny. <laughs> Celebrity sighting. Um, <clears throat> so, and also, if you have an Alexa briefing, or if you have, sorry, if you have an Alexa device, make sure you enable the uh, Walt Daily Alexa briefing the flash briefing on there. It's amazing. It's super well produced. I listen to it all the time and I'm pretty sure you would like to as well. So do you listen to it because we live in the same house? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like it though. Like it's, I, I enjoy it though. It's, right. it's stuff that I, I can consume being a non Disney fanatic. I appreciate so it. I'm sure fanatics would probably absolutely love it. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Well, anyways, everybody, thank you so much, as always, for listening. We really, really appreciate it, and we hope it brings a little bit of magic to your day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye!